Russia's going to bomb us from space. People can't sleep knowing Sputnik's up there. Eisenhower wasn't worried. He knew America had so many nuclear missiles, it didn't have much to fear from what was essentially a metal basketball. But the press was hammering him over not winning the science war. So in 1958, he creates NASA, sure, we all know that, and another science organization called ARPA. The Advanced Research Products Agency. Over the years, ARPA goes from working on missile defense to working on computers. And interaction between computers. And computer interaction over telephone lines. And things like packet switching. Which I don't think either of us really knows what that is. But it's important. And in 1969, a few months after Eisenhower's death, they complete ARPANET an online network of four computers. The primordial ancestor of the Internet. Now, we're not saying that Eisenhower created the Internet. No way. But by responding to Sputnik with research instead of bombs, he created the space where the Internet could be developed. And just think of all the things that have come from that, like email. Online shopping. Accessible digitized archives. Streaming music. And Netflix. And porn. I don't think Eisenhower would have been into that last one. But the the interesting thing is that most Eisenhower biographies, they don't even mention ARPA. But looking back, I'd say it's arguably the most important thing he did as president. It's even more amazing for a president born in 1890. Yeah. You really think he wouldn't like the Internet porn? But I want to go back to a simpler time when he had hair. And that's why we're here today at West Point, and we're going to be joined by our old friend from the William Henry Harrison episode, Major Roy McGovern, who's a history instructor here and is going to show us what it was like when Eisenhower went to school here. Major McGovern, it is so nice to see you. I'm Alexis. This is Elliot. It's great to finally meet you in person. It's great to have you up here. So we're here to talk to you about one Dwight David Eisenhower. Yes. yes. You've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely. Well, Dwight Eisenhower came here in 1911. He was a cadet here uh, between 1911 and 1915, graduating with a class in 1915, which they called actually the class the stars fell on because they had, of over 160 graduates in their class, 56 of them became general officers in World War II. That's amazing. Wow. How many, what percentage usually becomes general officers. It's, it's low. I can't even, I don't even know the percentage, but their percentage is running upwards near 40%. And so Eisenhower, not to bring up a sore subject, but he did in fact almost go somewhere else. Yes. He wanted to go to the Naval Academy. But uh, he didn't. They didn't did. let him in. And that's the only reason why this isn't a sore subject. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't let him in and that was their loss, our gain. Right. But it didn't really look like a gain at first no. when he entered at 20. He was not your number one cadet. No, he absolutely wasn't. Actually, Eisenhower came here. If you read what Eisenhower writes about West Point, his discipline record uh, was shoddy at best. What kinds of things was he getting into trouble for? I don't know. What, what kinds of things would get you into trouble at West Point at the time? Any number of things. If you didn't stand at attention right, if your salute was slightly off, if there was dust on your mirror at an inspection, then those kind of things would get you in trouble. And if you look at Eisenhower's uh, records, which we will, uh, we will soon, a lot of his infractions are those, but a lot of them are actually a little more epic than that. I mean, where we're sitting right here is where they would do summer encampments. And it's pretty rigidly, the standards are pretty rigidly enforced, discipline's pretty rigidly enforced. But Eisenhower's classmates told stories that he would set up for people in the area to make homemade food for him and put it in a boat and deliver it at the bottom of this cliff here. And Eisenhower would sneak away, go down in the cliff, get his picnic lunch or whatever, eat it, bring one back for his tentmate, and... Nobody was any of the wiser. So Eisenhower 
did these things quite a bit actually. What an operator. I know. But that's the, like that's the That's what you thing. need. Yeah, you like in an, in the army you need I guess like a million guys who do everything by rote and you need the one guy who can do everything better and get around it all to tell those other guys what to do. <laughs> What are we going to see next? So next we're going to go into Cullum Hall, uh, which is where Eisenhower got in the biggest trouble he ever got in while here as a cadet. So we're standing in Cullum Hall, which Cullum Hall was originally built as a memorial to uh, officers and graduates of West Point who fought for the Union in the Civil War. And since it was completed, it was used after that as a ballroom. This was where functions were held. This is where dances were held. I just want to say I would 